why have you been involved in urban youth ministry for such a long time? What is it that keeps you in it? Man, one of the things, Grant, is if, if there's any way that I can bridge a gap so that kids don't have to go through what I went through and experience what I've experienced, you know, I'm very fortunate, man, um, that there, there are a lot of friends that I buried. There's a lot of friends that didn't make it out like I did. And so for me to be able to be a mouthpiece for Christ in kids and communities that I came from and the jailhouse that I came out of, man, I want to do that. My name's Randy Odom, and I am the guest host for Byron Tyler on Mid-South Viewpoint. Today, I'm going to be joined by my close and lifelong friend, Ray Arjiga from Kids Across America. Ray, how are you today? Good. Can I get a KAA? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear your voice, Ray. You've lived in Memphis for a couple years, and you just relocated uh, back to Branson. Could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, share with them your story and uh, what led you to Memphis and, and what God's doing now with you and Kids Across America. I'll try to be brief on that. There's a lot lot of uh, in that one. But, man, my story is, I mean, grew up a, uh, in, a, in a poor family, but, but a good family who just worked hard and got to see my parents drive hard and, do the best they could with what they had. Sports played a huge role in my life. and uh, But being that we were poor and didn't have a lot, it put us in communities and situations that, you know, you can either become part of it or, out, or you know, um, try to be a person that doesn't become that. But for me, sports really helped me. But there was a period of time that in my life where I kind of went off the deep end by people I began to associate with and, um, you know, ended up, kind of running the streets of Houston, Texas. That's where I'm from. That's where I was raised. You're from Texas. That's right, Ray. That's right. Houston, Texas, and uh, South Houston was actually, yeah, if people are familiar with Houston, it's close to Hobby Airport. Um, but anyways, grew up there, getting in a lot of trouble, um, got me incarcerated several times. Um, the last time as I was sitting in the Harris County Jail downtown, kind of was a wake-up call for me of going, do I want to continue on this route? Because I knew and realized that, the, the bars were going to be my future home or the grave would be, uh, but that's what was promising. The lifestyle I chose to live, the people I chose to be around, that's what results were coming up as. You're either going to jail or you're going to die. And so I realized, man, that's not what I wanted. That's not how I was raised. And, man, I had some good people that were praying for me and people that were um, that would come alongside me that I can call on when I needed to change directions. And one of the things I always lean on my testimony is don't knowing that as I was incarcerated behind bars, that God allowed me to hit rock bottom to realize that he was the rock at the bottom. Mm, Ray, say that again. I said, the Lord allowed me to hit rock bottom to realize that he was the rock at the bottom. And Man. In the process, he provided those right people at the right time uh, to come alongside me, man, and just breathe life. And through that, it made me desire to have what they wanted. In particular, one of my baseball buddies that I grew up playing sports and went to college with to play baseball, man, he fell in love with Jesus, and he was the guy that met me at my house. It's crazy because I ain't seen that guy in three years. You've met Mike Rogers, uh, Randy. Yes. Um, out of Houston, doing great things to this day. But that man, um, I hadn't talked to him in three years when I was in the wilderness. And all of a sudden, my prayer in that jailhouse was, Lord, if you're real, you got to show up. you got to show me that there's something different. And as I was in there... God was already working on Mike. Again, I didn't see him in three years, and all of a sudden he shows back up in Houston, Texas. And he calls me, and he says, hey, I'm in town. I want to come see you, man. Are you going to be around? I said, yeah, we got to meet. Long story short, 
man, I was wild by his testimony. I was wild by his serve. And, man, he became the Jesus with skin on right before my eyes. Ray, let me ask you something. How important is that today for the young people that are in Memphis and the young people we work with? It's vital because, man, they need to see truth. They need to see it lived out. They hear about it. We talk about a lot of people reaching out, but, man, what they have to see, man, is people who are living it out, that we're just not talkers, that we're doers behind it. The talking matters, but, man, living it out, letting them see that it's attainable, it's something reachable, it's something that's real. And, man, that's what Mike did for me, man. Mike lived it, and it made me realize I wanted what he had. You know, the Bible in First Peter talks about, set your, set, but in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always being prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. It was evident that Christ was set apart in the heart of Mike because it sparked me to ask him, what is it about you? What is it that makes you love people and care about you when you should be condemning them and not trusting them? And you got to look out for you. And he was saying, man, Christ has invaded. Christ has made me different, Ray. And it made me go, wow. And so that's really what changed. uh, What God did was he brought a saint in the time of my need when I was at the bottom, and it made me recognize this is what I want to do. This is what I want to follow. It's been a journey, Randy. As you know, I met you probably a year. That was in 91 when I got saved. In 92, I went to KAA. In 93, I met you. Right, right. Ray, tell tell the audience, I mean, I'm familiar with KAA, um, kids across America uh, that grew out of the uh, partnership with Canicut Camps. But tell uh, the audience, give them, give them a, 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 an idea of, of kids across America and, and what goes on there and why it's important to know about. Yeah, Kids Across America is an urban camp that reaches urban youth to encourage, equip, and, and they encounter Christ for the sake of the gospel and transforming communities. And so one of the things is it's a camp that provides sports camping and hip-hop, uh, uh, fine arts uh, platforms for us to share the gospel. And one of the really cool things I think that kind of ignited us and opened our eyes, Randy, is us coming from guys who've experienced, like a lot of the kids that we have served through our years, mm-hmm. is the fact that it was very relatable to us. Like, I had mm. never seen a camp. I've heard of camps. I've heard about the gospel and Jesus and all that. But I never saw something that was so relevant to my culture in, in Houston. The hip-hop, the, that, that actually that wasn't devil music and. <laughs> You know, there was actually Christian music and that there was Christian believers. And, you know, I thought was unique for us in that experience at Kids Across America was the diversity. Yes. Americans and to see Hispanic, Latinos and white folks coming together for the sake of one purpose, one mission under one God. And, bro, that was huge for me to be able, because in my context and community, I didn't see a lot of minorities in leadership. They're there. They were there, but that just wasn't what I was seeing right at the forefront of my face. And so that was powerful for me as a Latino kid to see minorities in leadership. And it really engaged my heart as I grew more to know about urban ministry and context and culture and demographics and stuff as I began to learn more about that, the impact that being culturally relevant that kids across America provides that sets it apart from when we talk about urban camping, when we say, what is urban camping? Does that mean that the camp is in an urban setting? No, it's the fact that we're relevant to serve the demographics of the communities that come to kids across America. One of the things we see we, that, that I love to be able to go to K and to see the Randy Odoms, the Ray Archivist, the Stephen Moores, the Eric Williams in leadership positions. These are Latinos and minority guys that are actually holding positions. And for me to see that you guys 
and to see like a Stephen up front, an African-American brother who was the director, man, I was like, I can be one of those guys. And so many of us kids were like that, you know, it just made something that was reachable for us and something excitable, but more so to see them brothers loving Jesus. <laughs> That's right. It, being here in Memphis and seeing how important that is for people to see a tangible model, to see Jesus with skin on, not just hear about Jesus, but see Jesus. What does the gospel look like? Share with the audience, just man, maybe over your time at, at Kids Cross America, what is a story of a young person that really sticks out to you uh, that is a picture of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and true heart change? That's a great, great question, and I do have one that sticks out, and this guy's name is Brandon Prince. Brandon Prince is a kid from Houston, Texas, actually. He came through KA the first time with Hope For You, mm-hmm. an organization similar to a lot of the ones like Red Zone and, and, and uh, MAM and stuff that are in Memphis. Well, Hope For You is an organization that reaches out to communities, and they happen to actually be providing a urban youth services two kids from homeless shelters. Mm. So Brandon and his mom were in, in the homeless shelter, downtown Houston. He decided to come as a camper. Well, he came the first time at K1, which is when you and Sterling and all them were there. And he uh, was, was with Webb Crump at Kaleo, mm. the group word for Caldwell, to bring the kids. And so Webb brought this kid who had a lot of anger issues, man. And just to make it short, his anger issues led to a lot of issues of really being able to adapt a structure so we had a lot of conversations with Brandon. But Brandon went and made it through K1, came to K2, which is the 13- to 14-year-old camp, which we kind of call our middle school camp. He makes it there, and that's when I began to embrace with him and realize, because in order to talk to you or me, Randy, as directors, as campers, you were probably in trouble. or going, <laughs> We were trying to bring you back, right? Right. So him and I would talk, and, man, I just saw anger, and, and he was about ready to get uh, in the fire zone, which is the fire zone at camp, means you're, you've done everything possibly can, and we just have to kind of make way of a new venue of the Kaleo being able to walk with this kid rather than putting him in a cabin with kids. Well, I remember at that point, the, the, my assistant director said, hey, he's swinging, he's mad, he's cussing and doing all these things, and we're praying, and we're just kind of seeking the Lord. Okay, Lord, show us. Instead of putting him in the fire zone, I just said, let, me, let him walk with me. And we began to talk, and I said, Brandon, tell me your story. Well, after it took a while to get to it, man, he begins to start telling me about his mom, you know, um, having to go through drug abuse, all this stuff that they've been dealing with, and, man, just so angry. And he was in the shelter, so he at the shelter, they had a time limit where you had to be in. At 7.30, all of them had to be in. So while all his friends are going skating and bowling and all this stuff, he had to go home. Mm. In order to stay in the shelter, he had to abide by the rules. So he was mad at his mom. So it put a wedge between his mom and him. It put a wedge between him and his leaders. And he was just angry. It wasn't fair. Life wasn't fair for Brandon. And everybody was going to pay for it. We were sitting there trying to work with him. And so as we walked through, the cool thing is, is that we do this reenactment at camp called Crosstalk, which is the reenactment of the crucifixion of Christ. We do a relevant skit that kind of engages the kid into like, wow, that's my life. And it looks hopeless. Mm. There's no hope in it. But yet K.A., our, our crosstalk play, ends up coming and showing where Christ died for us. And that play begins to turn from hopeless to hopeful. Then we give, you know, of course, you know, we give the invitation at the end where Brandon responded to that. Man, here's what's really cool. We brought with Brandon. Brandon ended up going back to K3, the high school camp, came back every year telling me, Mr. Ray, Mr. Ray, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, go to higher ground next year. 
And I looked at him. I said, one day you're going to leave here, brother, and you're going to come back and you're going to work for me. Well, in 2014, when I went to Houston to run the camp called Stony Creek, and it was an urban camp, I brought Brandon with me. And Brandon journeyed with me from Stony Creek, and then I went to For the Kingdom Camp in Memphis, Tennessee, and Brandon ended up coming with me there. And he just recently, this past May, graduated from uh, Cole College in Iowa. And I just got a call yesterday to uh, verify uh, he applied for a job working with youth in downtown Chicago. You know, Ray, I remember, Brandon, when you came to Memphis and, and he worked with you at FTK. And that story happens all the time at Kids Across America. There's hundreds of Brandons out there. That makes me smile. It makes my heart happy to know that God did that in him. It makes me think, you mentioned you were at FTK here in Memphis. Tell the audience, since we're in Mid-South and we're on Mid-South Viewpoint, what did your time here in Memphis mean to you? And what do you feel about the city of Memphis? Man, I'll tell you, it was, it, you know, being from the city, it's the first time for me to move back into the city since leaving Houston and all that surroundings and Kay and my journey. And I tell you, one of the things that it did for me even now is it caused me to have more of a compassion for the brokenness of the city, but yet not just a weary or a, a pity party for them, but realizing and being able to see people that were actually serving their communities to try to see it be better. And I've seen that in Memphis, and it excited me to be a part of that. And for the kingdom, the camp that just provides a camp setting in the city for the kids of the city was powerful and knowing that they got a spot there that they can go to and, you know, uh, get away from their communities, get away from the, the normality of what's going on in their communities and go to a place like For the Kingdom, you know, was awesome. And it allowed me to be able to just kind of meet different urban leaders from across the city and get to know their heartbeat, their passion, their drive for their communities that they were serving in, which then made me kind of go, man, Lord, help me make sure that I'm seeking you to make sure that we have an organization programmatic that you are leading, that they sense the Spirit of God, because we also know, Randy, that places change when people change. If those kids can come through these organizations at camp, and, man, they can have change, then your community changes. Like, for instance, I'm not no longer a threat to the Harris County community. Mm. I'm no longer having to be a taxpayer's nightmare because you've got to pay the fee to make sure that I'm in jail. They don't have to worry. I'm one person that now, and there's probably many more that have gone through the journey like us, that they don't have to worry about that. And now we're difference makers in communities. Mm. And, man, that was my passion, man, was to see those community leaders, you know, um, you know, all the guys, man, the people that serve in man, the people that serve at Red Zone, the people that are serving uh, at, at the Ark, at Street, just mm-hmm. the downtown church, Terrence Gray and what he's doing and <laughs> his passion and starting churches in the Raleigh and Fraser area, because man, to hear that, it just, you just know there's people out there in Memphis that love their city. And I always tell man, you can say that again, Ray, you know, the people in Memphis, there's some things they love. They love barbecue. They love the tigers. (laughs) They love the Grizzlies and they love their city. That's right. And so I'm able to say that as an outsider going in and living and residing there for the few years that I was there to be able to see that, um, and it, man, Randy, what it did too, man, it gave me a passion for the city. Now I feel like I can serve Memphis in a greater capacity at Kids Across America because of our vision and our mission. And then also the fact that, you know what, we have organizations, we have kids that have been coming to KA for years. And mm, yeah, Ray. to be able to go and say, man, I want to grow this. I want 
Memphis to be the number one city of Cade. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, Ray. Memphis is number two currently behind what city? Dallas, Texas. How many kids come from Dallas every year? About? Right about now, we're right up to that kind of teetering on the 1500 mark. And Memphis is at what? Memphis is right around that 800 mark. I love issuing challenges. So, you know, a challenge for us would be to the organizations in Memphis, the churches, the nonprofits. If you're at KA or you've never heard about KA, how many young people could we get to Kids Across America this summer and, and let Memphis surpass Dallas in the number one city? And so, Ray, how can a church organization, how can they be involved as far as sending young people to Kids Across America? So we have a lot of partners in the ministries in those communities. I'll tell you, one of our long-standing Kaleos is Miss Pearl. Uh, Miss Pearl is with the organization of Youth Striving for Excellence. You find people like her, Randy. You're in that community. Locate Randy, Soup Campbell, who's with Icon Ministries there. Whitney with Red Zone. Eric Valentine, who's at Street. These are just some of the folks that have experienced K. And man, they are the best cheerleaders. They are the best. Both people to be able to tell you, I can be biased and I can tell you, yeah, the KA is the bomb. But you go talk to them and they'll give you reasons why, because they hear stories from their kids. And man, if you want information, you can always contact Kids Across America. But man, if you're in those cities and you locate and you can connect with those organizations and those people that I just mentioned, they're going to be a great help, a great resource for you. At the same time, there's other things that Man, like Randy said, I want to see Memphis take over. And I know there's kids that need to come experience kids across America. I know that scales will be removed from their eyes and that God will encounter them in new ways that they've never experienced the gospel being seen and lived out. And so it's important, I think, that we, not just that we get numbers, I care less about numbers, but the more numbers means more people hearing the gospel, the more changes can be had that there's one more soldier that can team up with another soldier from one of those organizations in, 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 in Orange Mount, in Raleigh, in Frazier, in, in, in South Memphis, where they can embrace that community together and take it over for the gospel. That's what I want to see. Not so much a number deal, but I want to see Memphis' name on top just because I've grown to love that city in just a short time I've been there. Yeah, that's, that's so true, Ray. You said earlier, um, a, a, a place will change when hearts change. And we definitely know the gospel of Jesus Christ changes hearts, as you said, you know, by your story. Ray, what, what about an organization, a business, a corporation? How could a corporation or a business be involved in the mission of KA and changing young people's lives? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. One of the things that, y'all, we realize of, of our urban leaders, and you guys know a lot of those organizations in your city, Number one thing that makes it very difficult for kids to come to K from those organizations is transportation, the money for buses. One of the things that we've been dreaming, what if a corporation, what if an organization or a church says, hey, we want to identify an organization from these communities that we love to provide that transportation so that they can get to camp? Because what we do is we charge the organizations $165.00. For a kid to come experience camp at K. Hold on. $165 for one week at camp? For seven days off of Table Rock Lake. So we're going to get them on boat, tubing. They're going to get the full experience. Now, I'll be honest, what it costs us is $785 per kid, but we have a development team that goes and raises that. Well, that's unbelievable. I don't know where a person could go and send their kid. I have a 14-year-old where I could send my son for $185 for a whole week. That's unbelievable. Praise God that he allows that. Praise God we have a support cast, but there's 
other ways, like you said, that we're seeking. And just to give you insight, there's a Bible study group out of North uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, came together and said, not only do we want to provide a bus, we want to provide the registration, the 165 for campers in our ninth ward area to come to KAA. There's Bible studies, there's corporations, there's churches. Man, can jump on and help these organizations be able to get the buses to load them up. The kids are not the issue. There's organizations. You got you got organizations that see 800 kids a week. You got some that see 300 kids a week. Some that see 200 a week. I mean a day. I'm sorry, man. You know. So for right now, Ray. I hear you. I hear the call. I'm honored to be sitting in the hot seat for Byron, man, and he's trusting me with this. So I want to make a call out to all the listeners. First of all, pray for kids across America. Pray for Ray. And if God puts on your heart to be involved, I would ask you to go to their website, kaacampswithak.org, and get information. And then you could also pick up the phone and call me, Randy Odom, at 901-412-9446. And I can give you information on how to be involved. Ray's information is ray at kacamps.org. That's his email. You could shoot him an email. You know, we're putting a call out there to the listeners. First of all, pray. Intercede for these kids who God wants to come to this camp and see the gospel so that they might be saved. Come back to their home here in Memphis and change their community. And then also, if God puts it on your heart, if you're in a position where your business, corporation, or you yourself want to sponsor a kid, a cabin, which is 10 kids, or you want to provide transportation for young people locally in this Memphis area, please reach out to us. You know, these kids can't walk to camp, and it's a great opportunity for you, a listener, to change a young person's life simply by praying and seeing what God would have you do. Ray, as we shift gears and kind of round third and head for home, why have you been involved in urban youth ministry for such a long time? What is it that keeps you in it? Man, one of the things, Rand, is if, if there's any way that I can bridge a gap so that kids don't have to go through what I went through and experience what I've experienced, you know, I'm very fortunate, man, um, that there, there are a lot of friends that I buried. There's a lot of friends that didn't make it out like I did. And so for me to be able to be a mouthpiece for Christ in kids and communities that I came from and the jailhouse that I came out of, man, I want to do that. You know, I, like I said, the first three parts years of my ministry— and my uh, marriage life and ministry was I worked at the Texas Youth Commission, which is a juvenile mm. in Texas. And my heart burned for those guys. And I remember many times guys with my coworkers would say, man, why do you believe in them? Why do you spend so much time speaking into them? Man, they're locked up there. And I would easily say that could have been me. That wasn't. Mm. And so, man, for me, it's always just been, man, I just want to be used by the Lord. I want to be a mouthpiece. Um, for folks in communities like the one yes. that I came out of. And, man, if there's anything that God can use me in any ways, I want to do that. I've committed, submitted, and surrendered mm. my life to Him. And so, therefore, it's His way um, or no way. Ray, that's so that's so real. Let, and let me ask you, it just, it just occurred to me, at, at KA, um, you also have a need for doctors and nurses, um, for volunteers. If I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, or I'm in the health field— and I'm listening today. How can I be involved? Yeah, one of the cool things is that we do have a health infirmary uh, center, a nurses station, and and we need doctors. We every we we have four camps running. We have about 900 kids running through camp a week, and there's injuries, there's sickness, and man, we really really glean to our doctors and our nurses that volunteer and come and serve 
And it's, it is the seven days you can come up and serve or whatever you can give. Uh, Ms. Dina Nash is our head nurse court uh, director, and she oversees that and just makes sure that they also have a camping experience. But right. they get to witness uh, their gifts daily with these kids. You know? So, Ray, if I wanted to be involved and, and, and I was a doctor or nurse or anyone for that matter, I, I would go to the website. Is that correct? Yes, correct. And you would look under the tab. Uh, in the camps, you would find health center services, and then Ms. Dina Nash is our contact person when you go to that tab of health center. That's awesome. So the website's the portal. If you want to be involved in Kids Across America in any way, shape, form, or fashion, you can go to kacamps.org, uh, click on the tab that says Volunteer. Um, if you want to give, you want to donate, or you want information about it, please go to the website. And if you'd like to have a conversation with uh, with me, Randy Odom, who's filling in the day for Byron. Uh, you can call me at 901-412-9446. I'm local. I'm in Memphis. And I'll I'll be available uh, to help, to answer questions, and to make connections. You know, Ray, one of the things that I love about Bot Radio and I love about uh, being able to be here is Bot connects diverse people from across different backgrounds, uh, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different um, situations, different cultures. They bring them all into one space on this unbelievable radio station. And it's all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, and we know that's what KA is about. And so, you know, as we, as we close out our time today, um, man, I would like to also give a shout out to Canacuck and to Joe White. I know Joe's a frequent uh, guest on Bot Radio, and I think Bot even came up there. Their staff leadership came up to Branson, and, and Joe did some leadership development with them uh, uh, not too far back. So we want to give a shout out to uh, and a hearty hello to Canacuck uh, and 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 to Joe White. But also just want to thank our listeners today. Thank you for tuning in regularly. Um, you know, uh, Bot has a long history of quality of excellence and of uh, you know if you listen uh, to about radio you're listening to the gospel of Jesus Christ and so I just want to say thank you uh, for having us on thank you Ray for your time today I know you're busy up there running camps and getting ready to get get that thing kicked off in the summer and uh, I want to say thank you to Byron for entrusting me with this time I'm honored it's a privilege and uh, we just want to say thank you and uh, we just want to continue to glorify God in what we say and do And so, Ray, I'll talk to you on the other side. To all our listeners, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later.